Oh, hey! Sorry I didn't see you there, this is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time machine is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! Time travelers, welcome back to the Time Machine podcast with me, Becca Stogner, and me, Hunter. Becca, anything new with you? Well, uh, congratulations to you and me because today is our thirtieth episode. It is. It is. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's number I'm... thirty today. Wow, thirty flirting and thriving. Right. <laughs> We have to take a photo shoot of us sitting on the ground eating cake with our bare hands because we're a quirky girl. You know, people just have their photo shoots when they turn 30 that are like, I'm so cool, please, please, you know? Right. It it just, very much that. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. But but that's just an odd, I wouldn't, if you turned 30 and you posted a picture of you on the ground eating cake with your bare hands, I would be like, she's, it happened. She snapped. <laughs> yeah, right? She flipped her lid. She turned 30 and turned uh, insane. I did not turn 30. I turned what 25 the, over the weekend. The com- oh, yeah, because the last episode, it was, we what, recorded. Dropped on was, my birthday. So dropped on was, your birthday. Yes. So now it was my birthday oh, weekend. It's, it's been a week since you turned 25. How do you feel? The same. <laughs> on a scale of one to posting with a uh, birthday cake. Spread legged. Closer to one. Closer to one? All right. Yeah. That's fair. That's I did fair get enough. to go. I went and saw the um, the Suicide Squad on my birthday. That was fun. That movie was so good. Good? All right. It's good. Oh, it was, it was awesome. It was you so much love, fun. You, you always love when you go see a movie and it's really good. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, like when you have like a really, really good time. Just like a genuine And especially really a time. movie that you want to be good. Like, oh, I want this to be good because I'm so excited. I'm glad that you had a good birthday. It was decent. Decent. Honest. Is it okay? What What was the best birthday you've had? The best birthday I've ever had. Yeah. And then oh, okay. In, in, in the past three years. Oh. Um. <laughs> so twenty five, twenty four, twenty three. Out of those three, because two of them were COVID birthdays, I would dare wow. say twenty three. Wow. That was just a good one, anyway, though, because I was in New York and I got to. I did a UCB jam and like performed on stage at UCB and like got some oh, yeah. laughs. Had a great time. Like that was a, that was just a really good day. I remember saying that. Yeah. Well, it's good. Happy birthday to you, Becca, and happy thirtieth birthday episode to us. To us. Ah, <laughs> uh, we're getting old. We're getting up I there. Know, we're aging. We're aging, but we're aging gracefully. We yeah, we are. Yeah. All right. Speaking of aging gracefully, do you think any of these news stories I'm about to tell you will age gracefully? I don't know. Why don't we get into it and see? Let's find out. Let's find out. First story. Ashley Tisdale reveals if she'll ever revisit her character Sharpay. Ooh. Ooh. I know. Oh, I, your ears perked up. They sure do. Okay. Speaking with Entertainment Tonight, Ashley shared that she isn't looking to reprise her role. <laughs> <laughs> really nipped out of the butt. <laughs> is there any butt or is that all that it is? So there's, there, she explains why. 
And she said, That's really funny. Ashley goes on to say, I just feel like I wouldn't be able to really do that again and give it justice. She continued, I think at that moment in time, I was very unaware of myself and my surroundings, and I feel like that's a big part of Sharpay. She's just not really aware, and so as I grew up and became more aware, I think that it's just something that it wouldn't be the same. She also explained that she's concerned for the franchise legacy, stating, it's so good, and it's like, for me, I would hate to ruin something that is perfect for that moment. I don't think I could go back to it. Very true, Um, and and well said. Some things are better left and where it was, but didn't she do her own movie? Yeah, but it was still like within that time within the frame, it, I guess. With, yeah. like, it, it wasn't like something that like 10 years went by and then... Yeah. Because at this point, it's been it's been closer to 20 years than 10 since the final well, it, film came out, so... I mean, it's been 15 since the first one. Yeah. So, geez. Um, so We but, are old. Say... Say... Ashley Tisdale, after hearing this and hearing us say how much we loved her as Sharpay and especially our high school musical episode we did, said that she was the best part about it, Oscar-winning performance, where do you think, and they announced Ashley Tisdale back as Sharpay in a TV show or movie, where do you think her character would be? Ashley uh, Sharpay Evans. It would be Sharpay. What do you mean? But like, do you think she'd still be on Broadway? Do you think it'd be Ryan? Well, didn't she like at the end of Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, wasn't she like chilled out, kind of like living in a studio? I think so. In New York. I mean, I think that she would have experienced like some moderate success and would have just been Mm -hmm. like learned to be okay with it. Right. I think if High School Musical rebooted, it would have to be all six of them. Yeah, you can't do it anymore. I wouldn't way. want... You can't like, write I, Troy Bolton out, and Zac Efron would never do it. So it's it's basically moot. Right, and I think that's okay, because high, it's high school musical. That's about, yeah. like what Ashley said. But So there you have it. If, you're, if you wanted another Sharpay fabulous adventure, you're going to have to look I, elsewhere. I don't think anybody wanted that. Um, well, Ashley didn't want it, so it's okay. So next story... Selena Gomez says, I signed my life away to Disney at a very young age. So, as Selena Gomez prepares for a more sophisticated stage of her television career, the former Wizards of Waverly Place star is looking back at her time on Disney Channel. She says, I signed my life away to Disney at a very young age, and I didn't know what I was doing. She went on to say that she is excited to work on this new show premiering on Hulu with Martin Short and Steve Martin. It's her first television show since she wrapped Wizards of Waverly Place. And she says, what I'd say is the level of sophistication of this material is the first reason why I wanted to do, why I wanted to do this. But when I was a kid, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just running around on set and now I feel like a sponge and I soak up all the wisdom that I can. She also added that it's just really nice to be back on TV and it's nice to be cast as my actual age, which never happens. So I'm very happy to be doing this. That's so, very true. It's always way over. What? Like way, way under. Like you're always being cast as like 15 year olds when you're 30. Yeah. If the extras but, from this episode we watched today have anything to say about that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I also have to tell Selena Gomez that you are not the only child to have signed their life away to Disney. Right. I myself have signed my life away to Disney. In a, in a different way. In a different way. I didn't make money off of it. No. But I made countless memories and that is priceless. What can you say? Are you going to check out 
we talked about this her new show before, but are you going to check out Selena's new show? It'll probably be something I'll say that I'll watch and then never watch. Well, you know, like every album a Disney star comes out that's in the stratosphere, every new show, I'll check it out and report back. Yeah. And see how it is. So, oh, I watched, did I tell you I watched the Demi Lovato show on Roku? Which one? Oh, like her talk show, talk show? The, the talk, yeah, the talk show that they have. You did not tell me that. So my roommates clicked on it because we have a Roku and on the main menu, there's like posters of streaming stuff you can watch. And the poster was the Demi Lovato show. And they say, they looked at it and said, what? And they clicked on it. And I, I got home, they said, Hunter, you have to watch this. I said, why? They said, you just have to watch the very beginning because we cannot believe. And so the episodes are five minutes. So I click on the episode. It's with her and her two friends from the documentary. Mm-hmm. The one who goes, oh, we're going to talk about uh, heroin? Someone oh, we're going to talk about heroin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I click on it. Back in not in a millisecond goes by. It cuts back out of black. Demi goes, so how did you feel when I overdosed? <laughs> It just cut right to the chase. It literally cut right to the chase, just like that article did about Ashley Tisdale. So, how do you feel about it, Bruce? But so, those are your Disney four one one stories. There's the four one one for you. There's the four one one. All right, let's take it from four one one to one oh one, because we are back with Back to School Month, <laughs> starring a guy from the year twenty twenty one. Uh, 22nd century. I don't think that's... We're not in the 22nd century. No, but he's from 2021. What? He's from the... Anyway, explain. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> we'll get, I'll, I'll explain it more. I'll explain it more. Okay. We're, um, we are looking at... We're continuing our back-to-school month. Just we're revisiting some Disney Channel episodes that deal with the first day of school, in a sense. And this week's episode is a fill of the future episode in yet another instance where it was clearly supposed to be episode one and somehow ended up in the middle of the season. Yes, just like Becca said, we're talking about fill of the future. The episode we are going to be talking about today is called Future Tutor. It aired on August 13th, 2004. It aired as the 10th episode of fill of the future. But if you watch this, it is abundantly clear that this is the first episode they I'm ever so made. I'm so confused because like obviously Keely like he knows Keely and she's in the other episode so I was like is she just pretending that she doesn't know him because they're at school right. now? Right. So here's some little fun facts since this is the very first time we're talking about Fool of the Future on this podcast I'm going to run down a few little fun facts for you. So the show ran from June 18th 2004 to August 19th 2006 it was created by executive producers of Lizzie McGuire. And the working title for this show was called The Out of Timers. The theme song for Fill the Future was performed by the same band who sung the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody theme song. Oh, okay. So, there you have it. So it still it has a lot of Disney connections to it. Yeah. So, Becca, what is your history with history with Fill the Future. Did you watch it? I did watch it off and on. I was never like a real serious watcher of it. I don't think I ever like watched it in order or like I never sat down. I was never like, oh, Fill of the Future is going to be on at 8, 7, 10. You're like, I got to sit down. That was me. That was you? Oh, yeah. I okay. loved the show. I liked it. I just, I only ever kind of watched it in passing. Like I was never that committed to it. 
I also love a good theme song that just explains the story for This you. is a good theme song. Like, they, honestly, if Phil the Future didn't have a proper first episode, which this is, it would have been fine. You know the entire plot of yeah. what you need to know for the episode every time. I know. <laughs> it's funny. I love it. Like, meet a boy named Phil. And his family. Family. Something, 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 something. On vacation from the 22nd century. Got a rented time machine. And they're on their way to a they town. Way, 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 way back it's, it's up there in the theme songs for me. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like mid-tier. It's, it's catchy. It's catchy. So It's probably towards the bottom of the top tier of theme songs. Like, it's not that great, but it's, it's like, memorable. Right. It's definitely in the top somewhere. So the episode opens with the mom and dad, uh, Barb and Lloyd, and they are trying to figure out outfits for Phil and his little sister Pim to wear because they discovered that their time machine, which is cloaked as an RV, has broken down. So this is where I also started to have questions. I don't know if this is ever explained. How the hell did they just crash their RV time machine and get a house? I don't know. Exactly. Like, for a second, I thought maybe they had, like, they had built a house or they had something that was, like, a house, like, device where you would just have a house, like, readily available. But uh-huh. then they're, they're so confused by all the appliances in the house. Like, at one point, I... they try to bake brownies in the, in the dishwasher. Right. So, so that's maybe, maybe I want to say I do, I remember something about it. But maybe if we review more episodes, we'll figure it out. Like, houses aren't just, like, the housing market. Right. The housing crisis has been in effect probably since Disney Channel's heyday. So, like, there is no way in hell right. that they could pull up and just purchase a home. But I, so, the mom and dad are using a gadget to figure out what Pim and... Phil? Um, yeah, the dad is, like, clicking through and he's like, I just don't know what we should wear. And, and he I... looks at Pilgrim Fitz. Right. And I don't understand. So they're from the future. They're from the year 2121, which is why I said, which is why I made that joke. And you're like, what? Okay. Yeah. That did very much confuse me. I thought we were already in the 22nd century and maybe I was just being a fool. No, you were being a fool. Uh, (laughs) And uh, the foolery is upon us. And so we know about Pilgrim times. We know about BC. Like, yeah. Hey, man. You're telling me they had known nothing about what people wore in 2004? Well, but then later he sends them to school in like these 70s ass disco fits. Yes. And they're like, oh. dad, host us. So is it not worth the theory that it, that maybe the dad was like trying to prank them? Or no. is he just this much of a buffoon? He's this much of a, of a buffoon. Oh, my God. So during the opening scene, he lets them know that they have to stay here for a while because he's trying to fix their RV so they can go back to the year 2121 and they have to go to school. And the way, so the mom goes, so Phil, you're going to be in something called 10th grade. And Pim, something you, called like, and Pam, you're going to be in seventh grade. And Pam's like, why do I have to be in seven, seven, uh, seventh grade? And then he's like, she was like, I don't know. They just go by age here. So I'm wondering, what is the freaking school system in? Well, we, we had a peek into it. We had a peek, but you're telling me a brain is still formed the same way. <laughs> no? A brain is still a brain. 
a brain is still a brain no matter how small. Interesting fact. I, I was looking up, like, reading about the different, like, characters and some of the plot stuff on the Phil of the Future Wikipedia, just, like, to see if I was missing anything. Mm-hmm. And whoever has written the Phil of the Future Wikipedia page has full-on diagnosed Pym with a personality disorder. Well, I, <laughs> like, straight up. I'm glad we're talk- we get transition and talking about Pym, because Pym Diffie, when I was a kid, she, I thought she was the funniest. She's everything. Thing I've ever she is seen. everything. Her fits are everything. Her jokes. Her, she, okay, you know, like, she has taken classes from the Raven Simone acting school because yeah. she's also performing with every uh, uh, muscle in her face. Every muscle in her face. And her just like, her motives and like the way that she does things is really fun. Well, she wants to take over the world or do evil things. So when she goes, so when the mom tells her you're going to be in seventh grade, she goes, okay. I'll be in your little seventh grade, but come tomorrow, I'll be in fiftieth grade. So I loved him. Lord. I think she's so funny. I did also like like the fit that she showed up in. Like Phil shows up to school in like a full on like pimp disco yeah. cape, like hat, sunglasses, but she's in like Phil yet, yet again. The fits that Disney Channel of 04 is like, ew, these are cringe. It's like stuff that people today would wear and everyone would be like, yes, girl. Yeah, though, when she like has the 70s thing. Yeah, it's a fit. Yeah. So then they go to school and then they realize, again, how do they, if they're so smart that they go by age in the present and not the future, they should know how people in 2004 wear. A jean, jeans and a t-shirt. Well, I, I guess they figure it out because then they, they start dressing. Right. And I'm like, where do you get the, where do you get the clothes? What is, while we're speaking of fits, the fit that I guess in this show, she's Allison Mashaka. Yes. She's so Allison. The, fit that, the fit that Allison Mashaka has on. Uh-huh. It's an okay fit, except for that like see-through beaded oh, yeah. like, thing that she just has tied around her pants for no reason. Yeah. Also. But, go ahead. The, so there's this opening, this scene starts with like, we see Evan Peters. Oh, yes. Evan Peters plays <laughs> one of Phil's classmates. Yes. Evan Peters, Brenda Song, and Alice Mashaka yeah, are those all are in the, math class. Yeah, they're all in math class together. And while they are trying to figure out a math problem, they're doing, like, the opening, still, like, the opening credits. And one of the opening, one of the producers of this is named Hema Screech Washington. Did you see that? No. So I guess the person's name is Hema Washington, but in the middle they had Screech in quotes. <laughs> Like, imagine wanting to be credited as Hema Screech Washington. I love it. I want to be credited as that. I want to be credited as Hunter Hema Screech Washington Martin, actually. Ooh. So, as a mouthful. Okay. okay, Anna Maria Perez de Tagle of Camp Rock. So, after the theme song, it cuts to the math class that we were talking about, and they have this gigantic math problem yeah and i was like literally my math class in 10th grade was not like that it was like multiple problems throughout the day yeah and, and the math teacher is like barking at brenda's song and is like you stupid bitch like basically yeah, there's just one <laughs> there after uh skipping forward ahead of that scene she basically tells everyone they need to study for the test tomorrow and everyone needs to do well and then she goes especially you tia and keely which are Brenda's. Yeah, she's basically just like, yikes. And then she like calls them out. Yeah. I said the teacher, I wrote it. I said the teacher is so rude. Oh, also, the way Phil enters the door, the room, (laughs) it's like, 
Yes. That's the sound effect that should have happened. I was cracking up though when Phil like walks in and is just like, oh, X equals nine. And then the teacher is like, okay, can you like do the problem? And he starts doing the problem in this like beautiful mind type montage yeah. like, of like, numbers and faces and slow music. And everyone is so impressed. If this has happened in my class, everyone would just like be looking dead face. Like, I'd be like, the teacher's turned the other way. I'm gonna send a text. Yeah, exactly. And Evan Peters gives him a standing ovation. <laughs> well, also, Phil Diffie goes, says he loves math. And I immediately don't trust him after he says that. Right. Um, and with a problem that's on the board, the teacher said, this is for math lovers only. And I said, man, I don't belong in that and school. Then clear out the room. Clear, clear out the school. There's one, there's one person in the school. I've oh, talked about this before, but math makes me shudder. Yes. I shiver down my spine. I hate it. Yes. I hate it so much. So I can't, I don't understand people who love math. I truly remember like all of us being like, is Hunter going to be able to graduate because of your math? Keep in mind, if anyone's listening who is in school and is trying to put off a subject until the very end of the year, end of the semester, end of your college career, and it's a freshman math class, just take it when you're a freshman to get it over with. Because right. I had to take the class three times. Um, oh, I hated it so much. I hated it. Um, but I don't understand people love math. No, I don't, I don't either. People have said, I love the, the feeling you get when you figure out a math problem. I'm like, yeah, yeah me that, too. You're just like, yeah, sure. oh, I have more stuff in my head than... But uh, you can get that high from, like, anything else. You can get that high from, like, figuring out... Like a Diet Coke. A <laughs> Diet Coke? Yeah. I was going to say, like, figuring out, like, you know when you're, like, processing something that's happened to you, and then it, like, clicks, and you realize, like, everything, like, everything or like, that... You or, know. like, you're, like, you can't remember someone or what they look like. This happened to me today. And all of a sudden, minutes go by, you're like, oh, my gosh! Yeah. But some people, like, will get handed a math problem, and they're like, oh, yes. Yes. And we, <laughs> we like, call those people psychopaths. Right, so... As you can see by Evan... When Evan Peters is having lunch with just Phil, and mm -hmm. he's like... There's you and me that, well, like, of course, they have the typical, like, they do the run. He, he describes of, every click in the school, like, how everything yeah, always has to have. Phil, okay, I don't say this about Phil Duffy. The confidence this guy has unmatched everything he does. Like, even you can't tell me that people in the future are just automatically this confident. Right. Like, Especially not if they're, we get a sneak peek of their school at some point, and it's just him in a chair with, like, a VR visor on all by himself. And this yeah. woman is like, and this happened, like, this person got ready to go into battle, and we'll be right back. And then it cuts to her, and she's like, soda, like an ad. Yeah, so he has had no social interaction with no. people, like, in a school atmosphere. But the minute he comes to this school in 2004, he's writing all the maths problems. He wants to sit with the popular kids. He has, mm -hmm. he does, is not afraid to do anything. No. So, I mean, but neither when he's, I guess. When he's having lunch with Evan Peters and Evan Peters is like, my mom says that we'll be like, he's like, my mom says we'll be the rulers of all these people one day because we uh -huh. like algebra. And I was like, that is psychopath behavior. Right. Like, what are you going to do? Open up a math building? <laughs> I guess. So we got to talk about the other thing that was happening in the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In her is class. This, is this Kay or is this Danielle? This is Kay. Okay. 
Danielle is from Sky High. They look so similar. Well, they're sisters. I know. So, I know. Pim is in her class, and the teacher, one, he is talking about the first day of school and blah, blah, blah. Did you hear what he said? He goes, heard from the wife. Yes! (laughs) And then he goes, like, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Like, hopefully she comes back. Well, he also says she's... This whole problem starts because he's missing nine pounds of chalk. Do you think these are, like, the same people who sniff uh, magic markers to get high? It's gotta be. Or, like, how in the hell do you lose nine Nine pounds pounds of chalk? But then he goes, heard from the wife. And they all clap. So that that, that means he has been talking about how his wife has left him. He's exactly the type of teacher to do that. Did you ever have any teachers that just shared a little too much of their personal life? Yes. You always have that one unhinged teacher that shows up late with all their stuff hanging out of their bag and they're like, I'm late! All right, I'm sorry! <laughs> and then they like, they say something so personal and then they start like, yes, crying. Yes, I for child endangerment. I had an English teacher like that one time and she showed up at the very beginning of the semester. She was like, I'm Miss, blah, 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 not... Not Mrs. Not Mrs. Just Miss. And then at one point, like somebody was eating a snack in class, and she took it from them and started eating their snack and crying. And she would always like project videos of her puppy in doggy daycare, like on the board. She'd be like, "Look at my dog! Look at my dog!" Okay, I didn't have that. It was wild. I did have one where we were talking about something at school. It was high school, and the teacher goes. Did I save myself for marriage? No, I didn't. And I said, Dang. Went, where's that uh, line in, in uh, Solar Power? Uh, Did I save myself for marriage? No, I didn't. I said, I didn't want to know. No, that. that's too, that's way too much. Anyway, so they're looking, in Pim's class, they're looking for a, so Kate Pannebecker, let's go back to Kate Pannebecker. She plays Debbie Berwick, mm-hmm. who is, she also, so Evan Peters, Brenda Song, and, and Kate Panabaker all appear throughout the show multiple yeah. times. That's like the gang at school for them. I think just uh, in the first season, though, like by the second season, they all left. Yeah, because I think Sweet Life was on by then, so that's where. It was, that's where Brenda went. Um, and I'm sure Ryan Murphy saw this show and said, this Psycho. guy, I <laughs> Um. Kate Pannebecker plays this uh, character called Debbie Berwick, and she is the epitome of cheery, mm-hmm. which is what the opposite of Pim is. And yes, their so- dynamic is hysterical. It is. It's really funny. I love it. And she tries to shake Pim's hand, and Pim goes, well, what do I do with that? And I couldn't tell if, so you mean to tell me we have evolved as a society in 2121 that there's no handshakes? Or is she just being like, I don't want to... I think maybe she was just being a Bing. bitch. Bing. Either way, it was still funny. It was, yeah, it was funny. So then the teacher says we need a new chalk monitor because he lost all the chalk. And then Debbie Berwick raises her hand. But then Pim, because she just wants to be the leader of something, they compete for it. And yeah. So that kind of sets Pim's storyline off. I loved when they said at first that it was just going to be... Uh, Debbie Berwick, 
and Kay Panabaker stands up and starts giving a speech. And the teacher's <laughs> like, okay, your chalk monitor, not Miss Tennessee. Yes. Which is like, is this set in Tennessee? I don't know where it's set. That, that, it's just interesting that they would say Miss Tennessee. Like, that's such a specific Right. Word. Maybe the writer is from uh, the South. Pim just constantly serving violence. <laughs> she is. She is. So then there's this one part in the the Pim storyline where she has to make brownies to impress everyone because that's what Debbie's doing. Well, Debbie's like, she's like, twice a week I get up early and I make cupcakes and I take them to the nursing home and these are just extra, so I hand them out. And she gives one to Pim and it says hip replacements rock. And Pim does like a monologue, like an evil monologue where she's two steps away from twirling a mustache. Basically, and- yeah. That, I think that's what the vibe was going for. Yes. And it, Pim will be like, I'm going to stomp on her. She goes, and then Debbie comes back in the frame and goes, oh, that would hurt way too much. I really hope you don't do that. Yeah, she's like always like, Whoop! every time she says something snarky, she'll pop back up and be like, ah, ha, ha, oh, and just it, like it's really the nice funny. thing to counter. It is funny. Um, and then it cuts to the house. And once again, why don't these people have history books of the year 2004? I know, like Even, an oven. I please. know Pilgrim had to churn the butter. Colonial right. women, colonial women had, to, had, to, had to churn the butter, and people in 2004 had to use an oven. But these people think an oven is a dishwasher. But while they also just have, like, spray brownies, like, fully available. So I, you're not as familiar with the show as I am. Mm-hmm. The gadgets in this show get so much better as the show goes on. This is like down tier their gadgets, even though I loved it. The, the spray brownies? Yeah. Remember when the dad took the spray brownies, like, oh, brownies, and he put it like in his mouth and just sprayed it? I said, what if those went down your throat? I know, like, what if the spray went down your throat and then it became the brownie and you were like, he <laughs> dies, you're like, well, I guess yeah. I'm like, like, if it gets big and square and like, Oh, of course they landed at the top and he's like Argh. yeah and he goes to fix the time machine well pim like insists that they have to be homemade and that i mean this is like ahead in the pim storyline but she comes to school with this like sheet pan <laughs> of hard rock that the teacher like tries to break it with a like a uh, a ruler some kind of, yeah a tool and then he drops a globe on it and the globe shatters yeah and then she pretends to have the sob story. Then she just like emotionally manipulates everyone. And then she ends up winning, and it's obviously not what she wanted. She just has to clap her racers. Yeah, and I just <laughs> love that she like when they got in the RV later, and she was like, "I had them eating out of the palm of my hand and weeping." Like, <laughs> I know. Well, going back to the Phil storyline. So, as we said earlier, Keely, played by Ali Mashaka is not doing well in her math class. And now she knows Phil. And Phil tried to sit with her and Brenda Song at lunch. And he got denied. He got denied. Because he's like, oh, hi. They're like, hi. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I was like, does she know him outside of school? Like, at that point, yes. But if this was the first episode, she wouldn't have known him. She doesn't know who this guy is. So later, Keely... Um, stops Phil in the hallway and says, hey, can you help me tutor? Because I really need a good grade on this test. A D, which is still a good grade in my book. And... <laughs> no, she says she can't get a D. Oh, she can't get a D? I thought, she said yeah. all I... I thought she said all I need is a D. No, she was like, if I get a D, my mom will flip. 
oh, if I got a D, I would flip in excitement. In math class, <laughs> I'd go, wahoo! Oh. D4, I did the thing. <laughs> so then they meet at Well, this- before that, this was what I was talking about with the extras. Oh, she, yeah. She, she's like, no, we can't meet at, like, meet me at this restaurant that I guess nobody goes to, which is why, you know. Yeah, it's probably just some random... Where she's like, meet me there. And he's like, he starts dancing and boogieing because he's like, yeah, I got a date with this sexy lady. And there's a bunch of people that come out of the class and they stop and they're all like staring at him. And all of those people are at minimum 35. Maybe this is the retirement home Debbie Berwick was stopping <laughs> Cupcake God, There's one guy specifically that like looked so old and he was dead center. Oh, I know what you mean. When they, when they did the, when Evan Peters, who is played by, who plays Seth Washmer. That's how we said it. Yeah. He went down the line of, this is where everyone sits. All of the tables were older people. Yeah. So they go to this restaurant that's very, what's this? What are you doing? Like ranch? Otto's Pink Pig. It's like a German place. Otto's Pink Pig. And they're really clicking. Phil, the confident man he is, gets up and does a dance with the the restaurant. And he's smooth because Keely goes, where'd you learn to move like that? He goes, right now with you. And so they're getting on grade. They're teaching math like you do. Yeah. I wouldn't know that. No. And then Brenda Song and her crew come in and that kind of. She's like duck under the table like I can't be seen with you. That's why I thought that she picked this place because like maybe nobody would go to it so nobody would see them because Brenda's like, ew, we have to be at this nasty place to interview someone for social studies. No, that's exactly why she picked it. Because remember, she he said, what about the library? And she said, no, the library is too loud. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's funny because the library is quiet. Yeah. I just realized. And and so they go to somewhere that's kind of off the beaten path but the reason why brenda song and the other friends are there is because they have to do a report yeah and interview someone who works here or something and keely's like i just can't like you know i guess you don't understand but like people in clicks can can't hang out with yeah. people in it's, other it's clicks. it's a classic high school i can't and there's a lot of rules but he's, she's like is, phil is not he would fit in with the popular kids all he all they know about phil is he loves math that's all they know, yeah. Well, and he showed up to school in this, like, disgusting disco fit. Allegedly. Yeah, that's all they know. Anyway, and... So, yeah, it's just the... Ba- it's the classic high school cliques storyline. She's trying to, like, cover and lie and be like, no, I'm here by myself, and I'm, I'm just leaving. And then she, like... They sit down in the booth, and they don't see Phil, so she's confused, and he's at the door, and he turns around and is just like... There's so many slow-mo. <laughs> I know there is, but he turns around and gives her like the saddest slow-mo face. It was really, yeah, it was, it was really something. Has anyone ever told you they didn't want to be seen with you? I don't think so. Imagine someone saying, hey, I want to hang out with you, but I can't let anyone know that we are. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, shoot me now. <laughs> right. Like imagine, imagine someone's telling you to your face. You're not, you don't matter enough to me <laughs> that I want you to, people realize that we have exchanged conversation. Gross. 
<laughs> so, Keely, that was really harsh. It is really harsh. Like, jeez. And then immediately, when, when school starts the next day, or like at lunchtime the next day, uh, Phil is walking with Evan Peters, mm-hmm. and Evan Peters says, I had the naughtiest dream about an improper fraction last night. <laughs> I read that down, too. <laughs> like, you have in math sex dreams. And then Keely goes up to Phil and says, hey, I got to be on my math test. Thank you so much. And Phil, like you should, says, cool, and keeps walking. Yeah. And then Keely does the very heroic thing and sits with Phil and Evan Peters. Who then, Phil then begins doing the most confident thing. He is, I can't, I can't get over how confident this guy is. I know, it's horrifying. It really is. He stands up because now, since Keely is sitting at the table, Brenda Song is now sitting with Keely, right? Yeah. That happened before that? Yes. So then Phil stands up and basically does a whole speech about how everyone should sit with other people. Like, you band geek, sit with the basketball star. You cheerleader. Like, okay, high school musical. Exactly. (laughs) There's this one moment where he goes, hey, you girl with the pom-poms. See that girl hiding uh, behind her laptop? Y'all should talk. The way the girl with the laptop looks at the cheerleader, she's looking her up. She's like, I thought it was like, ooh. Ah, really? Yeah, if you go back, I think it's like, ooh, I can't wait. (laughs) Oh, I thought it was like a do not come over here. Anyway. I mean, honestly, like, I get hanging out outside of your clique, but it also is to the point where, like, if, if somebody was like, hey, you, go talk to that person you don't associate with at all. It is kind of like, no. Right, it's like, I don't (laughs) know. Well, ba- well, everyone else agreed. And Keely goes, Phil, it's not happening. It's not happening at all. No. And so he sits down. Were your friend group in high school, were, is it like considered a clique? Like, oh, I'm hanging out with all the so-and-so kids exclusively. I mean, sometimes uh, there were things that were like that, but I was not like that. Like in my high school, there were like the band kids who were in band. They all just hung out together. And they yeah. all stayed together. Yeah. But it wasn't like, oh, the, because they had random cliques at the school. Yeah. I mean, my group was like my group, but we weren't like categorized by anything like that. Like, did y'all all do a certain activity together? So someone no. would be like, oh, they all do so-and-so. No. That's the group. No? Mm-hmm. All right. That's good to know. I wasn't really either. I had an activity, but it wasn't like I just hung out yeah, with people. Yeah, we all had similar interests, and we all liked the same stuff, but we weren't, like, the same, like, like, we weren't all theater kids or music kids. Same, or, like, yeah. Like it was just, like, a big mix. Yeah. I, I'd say that I was friends with everyone in school. Kind of someone listening to this, they're like, Hunter, we didn't even know who you were. Right. They'll be <laughs> like, Willy Wonka? <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I was Willy Wonka in my senior year of high school. <laughs> That's why she said that. And how dare you? How dare you say that? You've already brought it up on the pod before. Kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, Step out of your comfort zone. Talk to the Willy Wonka. Talk to the Willy Wonka. Everlasting gobstoppers. Um, So it doesn't happen. And then all of a sudden, Pim comes rushing in. and says, hey, we just got a note from the office. Dad wants us home. It's time to go. Like, we got to go, though. Like, yeah. So they come running out. But why go so fast? I know. It's not like time is of the essence. 
They're time travelers. They can con- they're controlling time with the RV. If literally like, oh, we need to be home in five minutes, then let's speed up time. Well, you know the time I mean? machine wasn't walking. Yes, but what I'm saying is they had to rush. Like, if they don't leave now, the space-time continuum is going to shut off. And it ain't Yeah, gonna- basically. And I'm like, you have a time machine. If you're like, oh, the space-time continuum isn't working, let's literally travel back in time five minutes. So they come running home, and every single person is like, I'm kind of going to miss. What? Ke- the- now, when Phil leaves, now Keely gets a slow-mo reaction. Oh, yeah, she does. Because now she's devastated because oh, Phil's leaving. She doesn't know that he... <laughs> All yeah, she but... knows is that he's leaving for, like, the day. Yeah, but the way... She's just like, oh, that was weird. So, yeah, like Becca said, they all get into the time machine and they all are like, I'm going to miss the century like, a little bit. It. And then they think they're about to take off, but it turns out RV's just getting towed. Yeah, he's like, oh! Which no, was kind no, of funny. <laughs> like, oh, no parking on Tuesdays. I'm sorry. Oh, and my buddy Phil, he is very excited. Yeah, he's like, mm, I'm gonna get he like, it. He like looks at the camera, and this is kind of if he does the sly nod. If the scene had noise, this is the noise he would make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or it would be like, <laughs> but if you can, yeah, it's like he's like, oh yeah, I cannot wait because he was so sad. He said on the time machine before they thought they were going to be taking off. He goes, oh, I never got to say goodbye. Yeah. So, Meanwhile, Pim's like, I pulled off emotional manipulation successfully. That's, <laughs> that's literally her the entire show. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, so that was the, and then the episode ends, I think we talked about it a couple minutes ago, but what we see Pim's actual duty is as a chalk monitor is just. Oh yeah. Clapping erasers. Yeah, and she's like, Berwick. Berwick. And then she comes back, she goes, what? She's like, get away from me, you weirdo. But that was the first official episode of Phil the Future. Maybe the 10th, but the very first. The first official episode. What did you think of Phil the Future? I mean, like I said, I'd seen it before. This was probably the first time I'd really, like, taken it in and, like, appreciated it. Yeah. I think... The acting's re- the acting's are really good on this show. Yeah I'd, yeah, I'd say Phil is a great leading character for the show. He's if just na- bland enough. He's just bland enough that you can literally paint anything you want about him. <laughs> I I Your think mom. this show belongs to Pim. Oh, <laughs> we I can't. We are definitely going to be watching more episodes as we do more about Phil the future. Phil, uh, Pim was my favorite. Yeah. It was just, the way she went about it was, the actually was so funny to me. Comedy icon. There's, there's Lucille Ball. There. Stop. Stop dead right now. Stop in your tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I knew going to do that. But, hey. That's Pim. That's Pim for you. Uh, do you know what else I think it's time for, speaking of time traveling? What? My favorite segment. Probably a scene. Yeah. Oh, did you use your time machine and go forward a minute to see what I was going to say and then came back? Ooh, and- my 
Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Okay, before we go into that, their time machine is cloaked as an RV. Mm-hmm. To if you had a time machine, what would you disguise it as? Horse. And that's all, folks, today. Um, <laughs> a horse? So you're going to tell me there's going to be a horse in front of your apartment? Yeah. I don't like you. <laughs> I despise you with all my being. Well, what are you going to say? Uh, I don't know. Exactly. I, uh, I just had it in my mind. <laughs> I've Growing up, I always wanted a, a Jeep Wrangler, so maybe that. <laughs> Ew. 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 I would want a Jeep with the that had like the no windows. Jeeps are trash. Yeah. And that's on that. They are. Why? They just are. People who drive Jeeps are trash. <gasps> Becca, I had a Jeep in high school. I had a Jeep in college. And you're talking to trash horse girl. Yeah. You can nay, nay, nay all you want about Jeeps. I still like them. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it's time for my favorite segment. Send me that scene. I'm done with you. <laughs> You're reading Disney Channel. This segment is called You're Reading Disney Channel. It's where we read a scene from the episode we're talking about. And the scene we're going to do takes place at the restaurant, Keely and... <laughs> Keely? Keely? It takes place at the restaurant Keely and Phil are... I can't talk. Keely and Phil. Just go with it. Just go with it. Keely and Phil. This is when they are tutoring at the math. At the math. My brain. Because I'm still thrown off about your Jeep comment. All right. Mm. So this scene takes place when Phil is tutoring Keely at the restaurant. And this is after when they get up and dance. The the weird dance with all the people at the restaurant. So that's all you need to know for this scene. Like I said, we read the scene. This is what they said on the show. All right. Becca, would you like to be Phil or Keely? I'll do Keely. Who? Keely. All right, you hit that one too hard. I really couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, so I'll play Phil and you'll be Keely. And right. action. Wow, that was amazing. Where did you learn German folk dancing? I learned it just now, with you. Oh, no. What? Oh, hey, look! It's your friend from school! Yeah, how about that? Can I see you under the table for a minute? Table? Why under the table? Oh, I'm sensing something's the matter. Yeah, kinda. I mean, you know how it is with clicks. Actually, I don't. Why are they such a big deal? They just are. And there are rules, lots of them. The most important one, you can only hang out with people in your own click, period. Well, why? That seems stupid. Phil, you ask a lot of questions for a new kid. Where did you say you were from? Uh, Montana. <laughs> Actually, Canada. Uh, spent some time in Mexico. Things were a little different there. Well, here, clicks are huge. Oh. So I guess it would be bad for you to be seen with me. Kinda. Alright. Uh, see you around. No! Tia will see you. Wait here. I'll check to see if the coast is clear. And scene. Spoiler alert, it's not. Dang, I'm just reading that scene. Keely was even so harsh because they're under a, a nasty table. table in a nasty restaurant. And she's like, I truly cannot be seen with you. 
And I'm like, you're under the table, ma'am. You're the one who's acting a fool. I know. <laughs> All right. What's the Disney Channel lesson we learned today? The Disney Channel lesson for the day is branch out, but not too much. Yeah. I, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> know your place, but also know your surroundings. <laughs> um, know your place. I would say if my Disney Channel lesson would be if you want to be uh, a monitor of some kind of some kind at your school, make sure you know everything that it it entails. Otherwise, when you sign up to be chalk monitor, you're just clapping erasers all day. When she was clapping them, and she was like, "This isn't over," and Kate Panabaker was like, "Oh, I know it's not. You still have a box left to clap." <laughs> <laughs> That's like me to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Becca. If people want to see what time you'll be traveling to. Where, they, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Hey Oh It's Becca, H-E-Y-O. You can find me on YouTube at Becca Stogner, traveling back in time now to the early 2000s to continue reviewing every film Robin Williams has ever made. Um, my other podcast is Youth Group Survivor Support Group. If you're interested in that kind of content as well, I think the name pretty much entails everything that you need to know about that podcast. And if you want to find where I'll be time traveling to, you can find me on Instagram at Real Hunter Martin, Twitter, H Cameron Martin. And if you want to have all the updates on the time mouse sheen, not the time machine, the time mouse sheen. <laughs> nice one. Uh, you can find us at all the social medias, Insta- Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. If you type us in, you'll find us. You'll see all the fun things we have. We post not only updates about our episodes, but things that we'll be discussing in the future. Rate and review us. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. DM us on Instagram. We love the conversations we've been having with you guys. So tell us what you want us to talk about. We're more than happy to do it because we want to have just as much fun as you are hearing right now, as you are listening. That makes sense what I said. It's okay. No. <laughs> Not at all. We love the discourse we have. We hope you guys are having just as much fun listening as we are having making it. All right. Oh, wait. What? Before, before we go, we didn't do this last week. And I think this is a good theme to do each week. We should grade it. Grade the episode. Since it's, oh, since, yeah. Since this is the back to school month. So... Okay, so then retroactively... Retroactively, we... Last week, we discussed the Liz McGuire episode, Just Like Lizzie. Mm-hmm. So let's rate that one now. I'll give that one a B plus, and I'll give this one an A minus. All right. I am going to give... I'm going to give this one... Uh, I'm going to give Just Like Lizzie an A minus, and I'm going, I'm going to give Fill the Future an A plus. Nice. So, true fan, true fan. I, I needed, the Liz McGuire episode was good. I just need a little bit more. Don't know what, but the Fill the Future was, mm-hmm. everything was really, I think Fill the Future gets an A plus because it made me audibly laugh. Yeah, that's fair. So, but yeah, that's all we have for well, you. Uh, tune in next week when we're skipping to the year 2007. We're going to mm-hmm. time travel to the year 2007 with 
a girl who lives the best of both worlds. And that's all I'll say. That's all we gotta say. That is all we'll say. Well, we'll file those grades away in the grade book. And until next time. Oh, all right. We will see you later, time travelers. Buckle your seatbelts.